Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for Gone Boss. We're brought to you today by Forbidden Fruit Tattoo and Piercing right there on McGalliard and Muncie. Yes, they're brand new and Chrissy wanted me to tell you this, that we are not the standard stereotypical shop. We take pride in customer service and are welcoming, friendly, and kind. We understand that not everyone is super knowledgeable in body modifications, so we're here to help. Plus, we like to greet people with a smile when they walk in. That doesn't always happen in other tattoo shops. Every client is also given our personal cell phone numbers, so our customer service doesn't end when their appointment does. They can contact us with any questions or concerns they may have. You know, she's right. Like, I've been to tattoo shops, and they all look at me like, what are you doing here? Yeah, it's like, like, well, I'm... I guess I'd be here for a tattoo. You should say hi to me. Yeah, don't not like treat that. me like I'm a bother. So Chrissy and her crew, they do. They do. Check them out at ForbiddenFruitArt.com. Today in the studio, we have Mackenzie Sorrell with Bethel Point. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm glad to have you. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh boy, where do you begin? Uh, wherever uh, you want to start. Um, well, I'm a Muncie lifer. Okay. So I'm, I'm born and raised right here. I love Muncie. I don't ever really foresee me going anywhere else by any means unless I become one of those awesome snowbirds that can go back and forth. I'm a mom. I've got a son and two stepdaughters. Awesome. Um, married and have a dog and a cat and yeah, hard worker and love life and awesome. So tell us a little bit about your family. So uh, my husband and I, Adam, have been married for three years. We dated for six years before right. we ever tied the <laughs> knot. So um, we're a blended family. So my son has since uh, graduated college and moved on. So he's in Carmel, okay. uh, living his best life with his girlfriend and, and my grand pup. Oh, um, nice. And then my stepdaughters are students at Yorktown High School. So we have a senior and a sophomore. Oh, exciting. And so a uh, big culture shock for me to oh, become yeah. a girl mom, yeah. um, <laughs> even though I've known them over half of their life. So that was kind of, uh, you know, I'm used to digging in the dirt and barefoot and things of that nature kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, so flipping to the girly side is was different because I'm kind of a tomboy myself. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, you know, what you see is what you get. I'm not very frou-frou, so... Yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, when when I was pregnant with Audia, I was convinced she was a boy. I knew it was a boy. And then we got the ultrasound. It was a girl. And then I cried because I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to do girl hair. I don't know anything about any of this girly stuff yep. and yep. all of that. She's turning out to be more of a, not a tomboy, but she wants to be like a rock and roll or okay. kind of like grunge kid or there whatever. So I'm like... Now it's like if we can get her to brush her hair like once a day, yeah. we're doing pretty good. Well, so. hey, that's kind of how I was too. Even yeah. growing up, I wasn't one to curl my hair or braid hair mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I obviously wore dresses a lot more as I've gotten older and been in the professional uh, world or whatever. But yeah, if, if I can be barefoot and outside in the yard and digging in dirt, that's, that's, that's where you're that's, happy. That's me. All right. So tell me how you got started. 
Oh boy, um, on accident. On accident, basically. Okay. So my parents owned City Lights of Muncie on okay. Walnut Street. So I worked for them for six and a half years, and my parents live on uh, North Morrison. So when I would drive to their house, I kept seeing this building being built, this huge building, and I thought, what is that? And one day I just thought, you know, I'm just going to pull in there and find out for myself. So I did, and that is when Morrison Woods uh, was being built, and okay. I think they, I believe they opened in 2008. Okay. Um, so I walked in that day and asked all about it, and they offered me a job on the spot. Of course, then I was conflicted on how do you go back and tell your parents that you no longer want to work for them? Oh, yeah. Um, and so, but, you know, I thought kind of at that point in time, uh, home building was kind of coming to a standstill Mm -hmm. and things of that nature too. So I I looked at it as a new opportunity and I jumped right in and I started there at Morrison Woods as guest relations Okay, and then moved up to the marketing position, uh, gosh, six months later, basically. Of course, then, uh, my time there was three and a half years. Uh, went and worked for a doctor's office for about a year, and the administrator at Bethel Point then uh, reached out to me at my job and said, where have you been? I've been looking for you ever since you <laughs> left there. And so I went and toured and interviewed, and needless to say, I've been at Bethel Point for, it'll be 12 years, starting my 12th year, excuse me, um, in October. So wow. I think I was just kind of, it was just meant to be. Awesome. Well, so, yeah, you must like it. You've stuck around for quite a while. I absolutely love it. All so. right. So yeah. what do you do there? What what does your role in, entail? I'm the Director of Admissions and Marketing for okay. the facility. Okay. So I go out and uh, evaluate residents or patients um, at the hospital or in their home settings or assisted livings um, to transition to us, whether it be for short-term rehabilitation to home or long-term care. Um, so uh, basically, I'm kind of like a, a nurse, but don't have to do all the nursing stuff, okay. which ironically, when I was in college, I switched my major back and forth between nursing and business umpteen million times. <laughs> uh, needless to say, I never graduated college because I had my son. Oh, okay. Um, so I kind of feel like I have the best of both worlds. And uh, I think that's allowed me because I was passionate about kind of both aspects. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I do so good at what I do. Yeah, so. it's a good mix of both. Good awesome. mix. Perfect. Perfect. So what kind of professional organizations are you part of? Oh, gosh. Part I know of... you're super involved <laughs> in the community. Well, was. Uh, was to a certain degree. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I've been involved in a million things here and there, uh, bits and pieces. So years ago, I was in BNI. Mm-hmm. Loved that. Did that for quite a long time. Was uh, with Altrusa. Uh, Women in business, I served on their board, served on the board at the Alpha Center, uh, and then COVID kind of hit, Mm -hmm. and of course, everybody's lives changed. Oh, yeah. Weren't out and about so much, and I really just kind of honed in on doing the best I can at just taking care of people. Mm -hmm. Um, So here lately, probably not as much involved in certain organizations. I am a chamber ambassador, Mm -hmm. and I think I've been involved in the chamber for the past, oh gosh, 10 or 12 years, probably an ambassador for at least 10. But other than that, I really and truly just, I I go to chamber ribbon cuttings here and there when I can. Um, I go visit B&I here and there or stop in CBC here and there when I can. Uh, But other than that, I really just focus on now just doing my job to the best of my ability. Well, that's good. I mean, and Matt and I always say, you could find something to be involved in in Muncie, Delaware County, Every single day of the week. Absolutely. Which is great. It's a great problem to have, but also you have to 
you have to figure out what fits you and your passions and your life and whatever your stage of life and stuff that you're in. So sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So I've, I've enjoyed everything mm-hmm. I've ever served in or been involved in and have met wonderful oh, yeah. people, of course, along the way that I still consider friends and, and, you know, we all help each other, uh, back and forth. So thankful for those, uh, relationships that I've built and, and, uh, you know, gosh, Al Holdren's one of the people that comes to mind. I've known him gosh, for 16 years mm-hmm. because of BNI, and now he makes my uh, stained glass hands for my bereavement gifts. Oh, nice. Um, uh, as uh, That's his side hustle. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, just even kind of reconnecting with people during different adventures and, and milestones and things in our life, too, has, has been neat. Yeah, So absolutely. Yeah. Do you still deliver for Meals on Wheels? I haven't done that oh, since okay. COVID, okay. but I did Meals on Wheels, too. Loved that. Um you know, it was just a way to kind of get out and about and see different people and let them know that we're here. And, um, I, of course I'm involved with live streams oh, too, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and help with that, their golf outings and things of that nature. We, we try to help Hillcroft with their annual golf outing mm-hmm. and things of, of that nature too. So one of the things I love about Bethel Point is that we always try to give back, um, whether it's a sponsorship here and there. Um, right now, our annual community event, of course, by the time this airs, I think will already be over, but we, we do raise money annually to give back to our community, to the seniors in our community. But we're also doing uh, raising money to build a well okay. um, in Mozambique. Oh, okay. So that was started by our administrator, gosh, about a year or so ago. So we have a goal of each of, to reach there of $7,000 uh, to establish that in Mozambique. So we're excited about that too. So we not only give back to our community, but we give back to, to other... The, to the world. Yeah, yeah, to the world too. So yeah. Awesome. I like that. So what do you like to do for fun? I like to go out to eat. Okay. Um, so date nights are important. Mm-hmm. Um, or even when we have the kids, of course. Uh, spending time with family. Uh, so with Ethan moving, which is my son, Ethan moving to Carmel. So uh, we go down there, too, and visit them and try new things oh, there. There's plenty there's, of places there's to go eat places there. places to right. go there, too. <laughs> of course, usually I, when we go down there, we eat at places that we have here in Muncie. I'm like, please, can we try <laughs> can something we different? You know, let's, let's try something different here. Yeah. Um, but gosh, I, I go home, I water flowers. Um, I, I like to have pretty flowers around the house. I try to help people in the neighborhood here and there. So yeah, I guess I just, I, am a homebody. I like home. Home Uh, Of course I like hanging out with friends and stuff too. So whatever time allows and whatever sounds good, I'm game for. All right. Excellent. What's something you wished you had known when you were first starting out? Oh boy. Well, there's a lot I wished I had known. (laughs) Uh, I've looked at this question uh-huh. and I don't really and truly know how to answer it because I think in, in the environment that I work in, things are ever changing. So maybe be open to change and mm-hmm. adapt to change um, because in healthcare, things change constantly. Oh, you yeah. get used to one thing and then something else happens and it rocks your whole world. Oh yeah. So I guess I really don't know except to, you know, evolve and, and, and go with the flow. Right. Um, and, uh, know that everything will be okay as it does change, I yeah, suppose. Absolutely. So, All yeah. right. So you worked in at your job during COVID. Yep. And that's a big change and a big definitely uh, it was a big thing. What was that like for, for you and the residents and, and all um, that? Gosh, for me, probably um, it was very different because I couldn't get out and about mm-hmm. and talk to people and uh, do my normal thing of seeing patients. And, you know, you'd have to talk to everybody on the telephone, right. uh, which I do that to some aspect too on a day-to-day basis. But at the same time, you know, making that personal connection with people was very 
difficult. Oh, yeah. um, you know, so I, you had to know your stuff and uh, I guess basically be able to relay to people the best sales pitch, right. um, you know, but, but also with honesty and, and heart, you know, what you were capable of doing and, and how you were going to serve their loved ones. Because of course their loved ones weren't allowed to come in either right. at certain times. Um, and as COVID kind of went on, people could come in here and there one or two people at a time, patient wise or resident wise, it was hard to see them be so isolated. Yeah. Um, you know, because we couldn't do ac- group activities. We'd have to do one-on-one activities. So they couldn't socialize with their friends. Oh, it was man. just very an isolating time. Uh, Bethel Point was very fortunate because even through the first year of COVID, we only had four COVID cases the oh, first okay. year. So we were doing something right, right. proper protocols and mm-hmm. hand washing and something. Second year hit us a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, and I think we had about 30 or 40. And of course, right when we built our new wing is when our outbreak, our outbreak happened. Yeah. So then I couldn't open my new rehab wing at that point in time. So that was, uh, had to wait a few months for that too. Uh, and of course we lost some people and, uh, you know, of course being in the business that I'm in, we, unfortunately that's just a part of life that we, right. we have to help folks experience and go through, but it definitely added more than normal. Oh, and, yeah. uh, so it, it was difficult, but I think we learned a lot. Of course, my waistline got bigger, oh, uh, because all of ours <laughs> did, I think. <laughs> I had to buy new work pants when it was time for me to go out and about in the community because, you know, you, you didn't have to dress up and get as fancy. And then, of course, you didn't have much to do. So, by golly, you ate. Yeah. So Sit around, watch movies, and eat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, new pants for me. All right. <laughs> Excellent. What's your favorite band or artist? That's hard because I like a lot of different yeah. music. I love Mumford & Sons. Okay. Probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I also like Luke Combs. Okay. So, of course, big yeah. difference there. <laughs> That's a big uh, difference. Recently That's okay. went to his concert, too, so and that was wonderful. So, you know, I think I like what, whatever is fitting for the moment. Yeah. Um, I, I There's a lot of times I, when I grew up, I really wanted to be a country singer. Oh, okay. So that was my, that's what I wanted to do. Of course, uh, if any of you have heard me at sing karaoke, you probably figured, <laughs> thank God that didn't work out. But anyways... Uh, so just, I think whatever's fitting for the time, I think music is more than just a song. Sometimes it's a feeling mm-hmm. and, uh, kind of gets you through whatever you're going through, uh, at the time. So yeah. perfect. Love it. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Probably an early bird. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm, You I, strike me uh, as an early bird. <laughs> um, <laughs> used to be earlier bird than I am now. Oh, okay. So I used to, prior to COVID, I'd get up at five in the morning and go work out, and then come back home and get ready for, for the day. But of course, when COVID came, I did, yeah. <laughs> I stopped going to the gym. Again, why I need new pants. Just kidding. Uh, but so now, still get up about 6.30. But usually when I'm up, I'm up and I'm ready to go. Oh, okay. uh, after I have lunch, I get a little... I get a little... Uh, a little afternoon lull. Yeah. 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 Right. Get, get, get a little bit more... Whatever go, whatever happens, happens, you know, yep. kind of thing. But I'm a, I get all my tasks completed in the morning. Okay, that's good. Matt is the same way. I am an, I get all my tasks completed in the afternoon. So I'm go. an afternoon person. Well, that's why, hey, opposites attract. <laughs> it, it does. There you go. <laughs> Have you ever met anyone famous? I've met a few people. I didn't meet Nelly, but I saw Nelly like he was one road over from me in Las Vegas one time. Nice. I saw Nelly in the airport one time. Okay. We were in, Pittsburgh or somewhere That's and Matt's cool. like hey isn't that Nelly I'm like I don't know and then then he had a whole swarm in an entourage yeah and yeah, yeah. Oh, that was cool 
Um, I've met, um, of course, now I can't remember her name, but Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, Jane. Okay, uh, Jane Seymour. Yes, saw her once, met her, uh, got her autograph. I think that's pretty much it uh, that I recall right okay. off the top of my hey, noggin. Hey, those are two pretty right. pretty famous people, The lady off say. of Ash, too. I okay. met her at the live stream. She oh, was yeah. The, she was the keynote speaker yeah. there. Oh, and the girls off of, um, they were a keynote speaker for live streams one time, too. That Good Bones. Oh, yeah, the Good Bones the good girls. Bones girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, see, you've, you've so met. thank goodness for live streams, Ex- bringing all these popular all these people, awesome people to, to Muncie, town. Indiana. <laughs> nice. What's your favorite movie? Oh boy, that's tough too. Um, those are hard questions. I love Dirty Dancing. Okay. I think any any girl that was born in the eighties mm-hmm. probably does. Of course, I love Pretty Woman too. Okay, so uh, oldies but goodies. Those are good. Yeah. They're both good. Mm-hmm. What's your hidden talent? Something you're good at that <laughs> most people might not know. I don't know. Oh, you've got one. I Everyone has. I don't one. know if I have a hidden talent. Um, most I oh well I guess when I was younger I played billiards or pool okay um, I was supposed to go to nationals uh, in let's see two what, what, when was Ethan born two thousand and two um, but I didn't want to go because I, I was the only pregnant girl oh, and I okay. thought well who in the world wants to go to Las Vegas <laughs> pregnant when you can't have any fun um, so yeah back in the day I guess I was a pool shark okay see yeah. that I did not know that now go. we've learned something new. <laughs> What's something that's on your bucket list? You know, I I look forward to the time when my husband and I retire. I don't want to rush my life by any means, Mm -hmm. but I definitely look forward to doing uh, traveling with him and uh, seeing things that we haven't seen. I would love to go to Bora Bora, but I think, you know, anybody that loves the beach and things like that would love to go there. That'd take a big chunk of my retirement probably, but I think it'd be worth it. It would be worth it, Mm -hmm. I would think, yeah. What gets you truly excited about life? A lot of things, probably. Um, I think in day-to-day life, you know, just being kind and helping people. Our seniors are mo- the most vulnerable vulnerable uh, group of people, uh, I think, and I don't think that people look out for the elderly as much as they should. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think being honest and upfront uh, when you're serving them, especially in, in my aspect of, of work, uh, doing everything that you can to make them feel like they're loved and well taken care of. And when they leave my place of business, especially for uh, if they're going home for rehab, um, for them to look at you and say, I'm so glad I came here and thank you for everything. Uh, that gets me excited. Personal life, probably watching your kids make the great choice, good choices. Mm-hmm. Seeing my son graduate college and uh, get a wonderful job and have a wonderful girlfriend and you know, makes me feel like, because for many years I was a single mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a lot of those things on, on my own mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, most people have two people to, to help you do. And, uh, you know, seeing him become the great human that he has, has, has made me feel like I've accomplished a great deal there. Uh, of course, going home every day to my beautiful home, you know, I, I'm tickled that I have a good life and a great husband and I think a lot of times when you're going through hard times in your life, you, you think, oh, God, why is, why is this happening to mm-hmm. me and why me? And But I think that you always have to trust that God's got a better plan for you. And I'm uh, that's gotten me through a lot of things. And so I think waking up every day and, and breathing and being able to be upright and active and be a good friend and a good wife and a good mom, that's good enough for me. Good. So. Excellent. Yeah. Perfect. I like that. Thanks. So you mentioned you're a Muncie lifer. Yeah. Been here forever. Mm -hmm. So what makes, 
what makes you want to stay? Why, why did you choose to stick around? Uh, my family's yeah. here. So um, my grandma and grandpa are 90 years old. Um, and they live in Cowan, Indiana. Okay. Uh, so uh, my family's very close. When I was little, we would go out to eat on Friday nights and we'd go to breakfast every Saturday morning. Um, oh, we can't get enough of one another. Um, and so we're very much glued together. Um, so yeah, I just think as long as, as we're all here, that's probably where I'll be. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think your aunt's been on the podcast, too. My right? aunt has yes. been on the podcast, yes, <laughs> a, way, way before me. But, a few years she's ago. she's retired and <laughs> traveling, and so, you know, she's, she's living her best life. Excellent. Love it. What does success mean to you? I guess one day when I'm long gone, uh, I just want people to know that if I've ever heard them, I never meant to. I've always tried to do things with good intention and, uh, and a good heart. I've always given it my best. So, and to me, that's, that's success. It doesn't have to be about money. Money's wonderful, mm-hmm. um, but it's not everything. To me, uh, having a wonderful family and a good job and good, true friends, that's a blessing in itself. So, perfect. Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Nope. I, I've been waiting my You've been waiting, phone call. <laughs> waiting yeah. for your call, right? No, well, I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. Bye. So back in July, you, you went to a big conference. I did. It was our Altrusa International Convention in San Antonio. So Altrusa International, we're a service organization that focuses on literacy, and I am a past president here, and now I'm on the district board, and so it was international convention time in San Antonio. And you got to go. And I got to go. And we, the family, joined you there, and that place, that big hotel, the convention center, was just minutes away from the Riverwalk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, right there. Now, during your stay, some funny things happened. Yes, because I'm... I'm who I am. <laughs> you went with our good friend, Angela Beck. Yes. And you had Guest an incident. Yes. Angela you had Beck. an incident about some amenities in your room. <laughs> now, this is not going to sound funny because I think it's like you had to be there kind of thing. <laughs> I think it's funny. But so uh, we were at a restaurant talking and eating because that's what we do. And we were talking about, oh, we could take this food back and put it in the refrigerator in our hotel. And... And then use the microwave. Right. And I said, well, then you could use the microwave to heat it up. And she's like, there's no, what are you talking about? There's not a microwave. And I'm like, yeah, there is. And it was turning this whole thing where, like, yes, there's a microwave. It's right next, right on top of the refrigerator in the little cubby thing. And she's like, Angie, I think that's a safe. But you, you but doubled I down. Doubled down. I was like, no, I promise you, I know that it is a microwave. And she's like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. All right, whatever. So you go back to the go room. Go back to the room. You check. It's it's a safe. <laughs> Definitely, hundred percent. It had a number pad like, on it. It had a number so. pad. Yeah, it it looked like it could be a microwave. But then <laughs> I found we we found out later we were walking down the hallway and down by the ice machine. Yeah. Little cubby. There is a microwave down there <laughs> on every floor. So I was slightly vindicated, but whatever. But that's not the only thing. So no. uh, you were walking around one night. You got lost, right? Oh, yeah. Of course I got lost. There wouldn't be she vacation. She got lost walking, if... everybody. Not, not, 
like driving around. No, no. Our hotel is literally three minutes from the Riverwalk. Actually, yes. if you go out the back door of the hotel lobby, yeah. I found out, it connects to the Riverwalk down <laughs> there. Everyone who listens to this knows this, that I am directionally challenged. I even had my GPS on my phone, like telling me where to go. Telling you where to walk to. And so this trip, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go down to this convenience store, grab some stuff I need. I'll come back. It'll be 10 minutes maybe, right? Over an hour later, <laughs> I finally get back to my hotel. I am, it's, it's San Antonio. It's 105 degrees in the evening. In the evening. <laughs> well, this is in the afternoon, but still. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, it was, it was not good. So I, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get back to my hotel room. They're going to find me dead on the side of the road. <sighs> so uh, I, that worked out eventually, but it did take me over an hour. And that was, everybody laughed at me for that too. And then uh, there was a street name <laughs> that you had some confusion about. Well, okay. <laughs> so Bowie Avenue. Yes, Bowie Avenue, Bowie Road, something like that. You see that on this walk that I you're lost on. I mean, it's a on. major yeah. intersection, right? And yeah. like, all right, Bowie Street, huh? Okay, uh, David Bowie, he's not from here. He's like from not even America, but I'm like, wow. Why would they name a... Why would they name a road after that? They must really like David Bowie here or something. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, San Antonio is home oh, to... The Alamo. The Alamo, where uh, another Bowie... I didn't know that. <laughs> Well, became famous at the Battle of San Antonio Yes, for the Bowie Knife. For the Bowie Knife, uh, yes. I didn't know that. So I did, I found that out. So when we had our first big dinner, it uh-huh. was like fiesta night and whatever. And they had little place cards on everybody's table telling interesting facts about San Antonio. And one of them was General Bowie or whatever we, he was, was at the battle, blah, 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 and they named the knife after him and whatever. And that's why we have street named Bowie Street. Didn't didn't know it. Didn't Did, register. I lived in Texas for several <laughs> years. <laughs> Not San Antonio, but I had no idea. Now so the, I felt like an idiot. Now, the final thing is Angela Beck uh, mentioned to you something about the, the, the big tower near the hotel. Yeah. So it looks like a space needle. That's it's yeah, like a baby space needle. It's called the Alamo needle, or I don't know. It's called the ta- some kind of tower. I yes, don't know. some kind of some the kind American of tower or something like that. Tower of the Americas. Yes, Tower of America. There you go. So she's like, "Hey, it's right, it's right outside no, your window." She didn't even say that. But they were well. She was talking about that. Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, maybe we're on opposite sides of the hallway because you know one person's window." would look different than the other person's window. Yeah. So you guys all come into town, you and the kids, yes. and you come up to my room because you there were we spent the night there before we went on the next leg of our journey. And I had the windows closed, the blinds closed, the curtains, because I like to sleep in a dark cave that's cold. And and during this entire week, you did I was not there for four days. Outside the window. No. I did when I first got there. I looked outside the window. I'm like, huh, well, there's the bottom of the roof of, you know, the (laughs) The awning of the hotel and everything. (laughs) And then I promptly closed those blinds and never opened them for the rest of the whole time. Like, no, who needs to look outside? And so you and the kids come in. The kids are like, oh, and they open in the windows. And I said, you don't have to worry about that. There's nothing outside this window. It's just like the parking lot and whatever. (laughs) Like, there's no view at all. And the kids are like, they fling the windows open and there that, that tower is right there <laughs> and it's beautiful, beautiful. It's, it was it's nighttime it was it was like a postcard we've got this <laughs> we got this pit this 
Tower, the Alamo Dome, where I guess they play, I don't know, football, I don't know. They play some sportsy stuff over it there. It was right there. It was right there. Everything's lit up and like nighttime neon colors. It's like you could have taken a picture and it would have been a postcard. And I was like, oh, no, there's nothing out there. Just leave the windows shut. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like an idiot on several occasions during this trip. It kind of sounded like it. I promise I'm not stupid. This episode is going to make it sound like I'm the biggest dummy ever. <laughs> Just in San Antonio. Only Just in San Texas. Antonio. I lost my brain in San Antonio. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Gone Boss. Boss. Oh,